0: Irresistible Berry Chantilly Cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
1: Hello, welcome back. I'm Karl Mack and this is Combat Chronicles. You may be wondering, where the fuck have I been? Well, well, I'll tell you where I've been. I've been over on the Patreon where I think we had four or five episodes in the month of August. So, exclusive to patrons of Combat Chronicles, we had episodes on UFC, we had episodes on Alexander Usyk, we had episodes on Tyson Fury and Francis and So if you want the content that this podcast brings, sometimes it's better to go and sign up the patron because not only do you get exclusive content over there, sometimes you get the only content over there as well. And although I am dropping an episode today to talk about Israel Adesanya and Sean Strickland from UFC 293. There are more thoughts over on the Patreon already. My thoughts on K1 Rebirth, which is a complete fucking shit show in terms of the uh, marketing and promotion, and I just don't know what's going on here at K1, guys. I love the promotion so much; it's like having a girlfriend, and you, you know that, or oh, a partner, and you know that when she's on, she's just the best. But she's just so fucking erratic and you just can't rely on her. And you just know you've got to let her go. But you keep clinging on because there's hope. There's hope that one day they'll sort their shit out. K1 is that promotion. And you can hear all my thoughts on K1 Rebirth over on the Patreon. Just dropped an episode today. You can hear my thoughts on Junior Dos Santos versus Fabricio Verdum in Bare Knuckle MMA. And you can hear even more thoughts on Israel Adesanya and Sean Strickland but for now I'm presenting a portion of the episode for you guys so you can hear my thoughts on Adesanya and Sean Strickland there will still be episodes in this feed obviously um, but at a house move in August as I'm sure you can hear uh, the settings uh, in the new house haven't quite got enough stuff up to uh, absorb some of the sound, so it's quite echoey at the moment that will get better production on this podcast and on the Patreon episodes is going to ramp up because now I've got my own space and yeah stay tuned to this feed sign up to the Patreon if you want even more guaranteed content but I'm not going anywhere just you know August was Patreon month I said that at the beginning of August I said Do you know what guys it's going to be Patreon month I said it over on Twitter at Combat CR probably said it over on Instagram at Combat Chronicles Pod if you're not following me I'm on Blue Sky as well at Combat Chronicles and I'm on Fred's but I'm not going to give you that app because I think Fred's is dead no one's on it Is Israil Adesanya dead? That's the question. Is he past his prime? Did he just have an off night? Or Sean Strickland? Strangely, the one guy who could just cause him serious fucking problems, that isn't called Alex Pereira.
2: Crazy! This was not how I expected this fight to play out.
1: And now Strickland's talking to him. Holy cow! Strickland flapping comes late. Final ten seconds. Hassan lands a kick to the
0: body. Back to move. heard, Sean Strickland oh, has produced oh, one of the biggest upsets in UFC championship history.
1: Indeed, got me up there with what at Sarah, GSP, Alexa Grasso, Valentin Shevchenko. Holly Holmer under Rousey... Uh, what other ones can I think of... I mean, that's about it, right? I mean, I mean, it's not just about the champion who lost... It's about the challenger to beat them... And Sean Strickland, like I said before... You know, was a challenger by default... Because Adesanya or Whitaker between them... Had beaten everyone... Alex Pereira had moved up... Uh, Drikas Duplessis looked like the nice natural contender... And he wasn't ready to fight, so Strickland, at what was he ranked sixth, gets to fight. And yeah, what you see in this fight, and what's interesting is about the fight. There's a lot that's interesting about it, but certainly I think the main dynamic is a less talented fighter who listens, and a more talented fighter that doesn't. And I was vindicated before when I said, look, you know, Adesanya in the first prayer fight was definitely not instructed to the fight that way, and Eugene Berman said as much, but. Eric Nixick's probably the best coach in the game right now, and he's getting so much out of his fighters. Case in point. Sean Strickland, a fighter who's not the fastest. Not the most active in terms of output, actual, like, you know, striking output. Not the best grappler by any means. Not the hardest puncher by any means. Not unstoppable by any means. Not the biggest middleweight by any means. Not a great athlete by any means. Has just basically 50-45 Israel Adesanya it puts you in this awkward position of trying to like say oh wow this is because of Adesanya's inherent flaws which isn't completely true it is true to an extent but not completely true you've got to give Strickland some sort of credit but then you then uh too far the other side which is oh Strickland was was really good all along I don't think that's necessarily true either we've had enough fights with Sean Strickland where he's not looked this good where then it becomes very much a case of style's mate fights, very much a case of one night, you know, one great night is all you need. We've seen Strickland not look this good before. We've seen Strickland get hit with bigger shots before. We've seen Strickland look really ropey, really poor, you know, one-dimensional. Well, he is one-dimensional, really. He sort of shuffles around. He's got that... I've said before about the host of Floyd Mayweather imitators but the fact there's one middleweight division of UFC is particularly weird it's the fact that he uses a shoulder roll and but it's still sort of adept at blocking kicks we saw him bite on feints so massively against Alex Pereira and then in this one he doesn't bite as much seems to have good responses to a lot of what Adesanya did um, favouring the 1-2 or the 3-2 to move Adesanya over that way was really good seemed to favour a lot of hand fighting a lot of parrying constantly fighting Adesanya for lead hand position seemed to favour carrying uh, Adesanya's backhand with his left hook and his left hook with the right hand which is where he caught him napping for that knockdown in the first round I think it was a 1-2 but basically you straight know, straighter punch uh, landed over the wider punch That's a a counter which Adesanya favours, so they had him well scouted. I think Adesanya's lack of counter-building opportunities were... Sorry, counter-building abilities were clear. I've always given him great, great props for his aggressive counter-punching in the pocket, but he seemed devoid of ideas on how to open uh, Strickland up. He didn't really jab to the body very much. Um, Strickland, just by walking forward and constantly lifting his lead leg seemed to give Adesanya a lot of issues. It seemed that it was a kind of weird built-in response where, okay, if you lift your leg up once every five seconds, you've got like a, I don't know, two out of three chance of uh, of avoiding or, or checking Adesanya's calf kick or his, or his low kick. But also as well, by doing that as well, Adesanya was unsure whether at, um, Strickland was going to teep himself. So it worked as a pressure fighting initiative. Because with Adesanya, he's very much a fighter who relies on comfort. If you allow him to, he will just do very, very little on the fighting coast. You've got to be able to fill that space. And I said that before. That's what Pereira did from that adjustment from the first round. From the second... Sorry, in the first fight. First MMA fight. Yes, it is easy to be confused. Even me. Uh, from the second round onwards. You know, jabbing to the chest. Mixing up. Doubling it up. Changing levels, etc. Then Adesanya goes into his evasive mode when he's evading he don't really do too much and he seemed uncomfortable jabbing with Strickland wasn't able to get the overhand right off with too much regularity which was his main counter the cross counter overhand cross counter to Strickland's jab just seemed flummoxed his activity went down he ceded initiative he, con- he conceded ground and optics wise and that was all great from Nick he, said, optics, he kept shouting optics, optics that's so smart not just talk about how the fight's going, but how the fight is perceived. And Strickland listened to him. Comes across as a complete fucking idiot outside the cage all the time. Constantly talking rubbish. And honestly, I'm not saying that kind of, I don't agree with him. I mean, in terms of he just talks rubbish. Seems to just want to be a professional troll. Um, just chat shit all the time. Doesn't come across as particularly smart or very analytical. But listened through flurries when he had Adesanya's back to the cage and Laura Sanko, I think, did a really good job on commentary she said, oh, it's similar to in the last prayer fight where was um, playing possum he wasn't playing possum in that fight he was backed up, he was pressured he had his back against the cage where he was in the first fight where he's not particularly great, really but pulled a great counter out and changed the fight completely in this fight, he was not able to. That's quite a low percentage thing, even for a dynamic, aggressive counter-puncher or counter striker in general. It's kind of low output to go, well, I just need one shot. I just need one shot. Especially when he's not the bludgeoning puncher that Pereira is. And Pereira, against Strickland, didn't just pull a shot out of nowhere. It was all set up. It was feints. It was drawing reactions. It was downloading the data and spitting it back out once he saw exactly the correct opening. Alessandro wasn't doing those things wasn't putting out those feelers to draw those reactions and see those openings it was really poor from a sort of opportunity creating standpoint I used to say this about Nonito Donair quite a lot great natural counter punch but not all that not always that great at creating opportunities for counters you went at him fantastic um, Strickland was going at Adesanya but Adesanya is less capable hes I mean let's be honest as good as he is at what he does he's Comparing him to Nonito Donaire is one of the most dynamic punches of all time in history of boxing. That's not an unfair comparison to make. Oh, sorry, let me rephrase. I'm not going to delete this. That is an unfair comparison to make. And it's great at what he does, but it's because of all of his weapons that it all works. Nonito Donaire just be pure, especially that left hook, pure counter-punching. Absolutely fantastic. Reaction time, speed, athleticism, etc, etc. And I am scaling for division and weight, obviously. Close without saying that a guy that's 115 pounds in his prime is faster I am obviously scaling the division Adesanya is a ridiculously uh, quick trigger for a man of his size but again it was a matter of comfort Strickland just constantly walking I'm saying walking Adesanya down a lot of time he was just following him moving his hands changing levels not by there was no takedowns attempted there was, hardly, I don't think was, really, there was no clinch work and you can't even really call it like a bad MMA kickboxing bout because one of the principal parties is one of the best kickboxers of his weight. So it's not even like oh, a yeah, bad kickboxing match. It's what I've said before about when a fighter is somewhat textbook and they are given someone, face off with someone who is just a bit bizarre and awkward, which Strickland absolutely is. He's quite an ungainly character, really, in terms of his style. It, they react badly especially when the fighter is really does rely on comfort like Adesanya he seemed to try and respond with round kicks and Strickland seemed pretty good at jamming them um, and at blocking them he seemed adept at blocking the uh, left high kick with the right arm which as I say is not I've said this before that still works but Adesanya wasn't fully committing to it and Strickland just batted his shots away kept on walking him down that takes it out of you But then you come to this point where you go, right, I know Sean Strickland isn't this good. Yes, he was very good tonight, but generally he's not this good. Lesser fighters have done better against him than Adesanya done. So it would be... I would be remiss to not mention the fact that I think this was somewhat on Adesanya. It's it's a mix of uh, poor response from Adesanya, bear bear in mind he's the home fighter, essentially, and, and a really good performance from Strickland that's created this massive upset. Uh, That's definitely worth saying It's not like T.J. Dillashaw, Henan and Burrell, where we just we'd seen glimpses of Dillashaw, but didn't realize how great he was, or maybe we'd overstated Brow a bit. We know exactly who Adesanya is. We've seen him fight some of the same fighters that Strickland's faced. We've seen him in lots of different situations now, and how he responds to it. But in this one in particular, he responded very, very badly, and he come to the point where you go, uh, "Do I now reevaluate his title reign?" Which is weird. Seems so unfair. You've got to have a rematch, really, to see. Um, but if Strickland's that bad a match off him, and it is Styles' Styles-Mate fighters. MMA math never works. But Strickland, the guy who really, I stand by it. I don't think he's an elite fighter, and non-elite fighters have been great foil for elite fighters in the past. There's absolutely no doubt about that. Sometimes you just got a guy's number. But Strickland, of all people, and it's just based on the fighting. Yeah, he's awkward. Yeah, you know, he is somewhat untalented and he's done a very good job at making the most out of what he's got in this fight. I don't think that's unfair to say. But I think that it's a major failing on Adesanya's part that in the fifth round, he didn't hold his ground. Didn't try to make something happen when you try and assess great champions that's the difference if you look at say I mean let's use an example of middleweight division in the UFC Alison Silva Chau Sonnen won still in that awful position but fighting till the end use a boxing comparison Vasily Lomachenko versus Teofimo Lopez Lomachenko struggled with the size struggled with the speed struggled with the timing struggled with the power but in that 12th round he walked him down put his shots together and had his best round of the fight fuck it I'm going for it that's what separates great champions from really great champions and I think for a while now I thought well given the quality of opposition for Adesanya even given the closeness of the Whitaker fight and the fact that took two goes to beat Pereira that actually fell in his favour but now I start to think oh hold on a minute you start to notice the issues he's had in his fights and I said before I completely understood why he fought Yo Romero the way he did but don't really explain why he fought Canneyer that way when there was little chance of that explosivity, that unpredictability that Yo Romero has, and it doesn't explain why he fought Sean Strickland as well. I do think the early knockdown rattled him. Strickland not known for being a massive banger at all, and I think Adesanya was rattled. Even though he responded, probably the second round was one of his better rounds. But yeah, generally I found that Adesanya seemed devoid of ideas. Didn't watch the Abu Smagamadoff fight. Yeah, he had one good round, but switch kicking changing stances uh level changes actually countering uh, strickland with more than one punch at a time guess what that does It it makes sean strickland concede ground a bit and if he's doing that he's not walking you down constantly if he's not walking you down constantly a it doesn't look like he's winning and b you're not conceding ground in a way that is conducive to you being your best Alessandra is not that great where he's sort of given up space and pop shot and he's really good really when he holds centre cage I think his best performances still have been those the first Whitaker fight uh, the Paolo Costa fight I don't really fit, and actually in in the rounds where he did that against Pereira when he was backing him up tripled, double and tripling the jab or with throwaways to set up the over right I think that was the fourth round of their first MMA fight if I remember correctly so what was it? First round, Adesanya dropped him. Second round, Pereira started jabbing him. Third round was the grappling round. And then the fourth round was when Alessania was piecing him up, yeah? Not that Pereira didn't have success in that round, but that was positive fighting. That's what was giving Adesanya the best chance to win. If Alessania didn't look so gassed in the fifth round, he couldn't have tried to do something. I'm not saying fight like an idiot. I'm saying fight differently. And he didn't. He seemed resigned to pot shot on the back foot and none of what he was working was particularly successful and he did not show the ability to change it up. Now, could it be that he's past his prime, that he's a shot fighter? Absolutely. Could it just be that Strickland, whatever happens, is going to be an awful match-up for him due to his just his own sort of boneheadedness and uh, the fact that Adesanya doesn't react well to him? That could be the case. Could it have been a bad night at the office? That could definitely be the case. But... Whatever the reason, based on this, what we, what we have to see, uh, sorry, what we have to work with and the previous fights of Alessania, it only ends up looking bad for him. We do have to reevaluate Sean Strickland to an extent, though. Not just a case of saying, oh, yeah, I always thought he was good. It's nothing like that. But he's now in the pantheon he is a UFC champion he's one of the UFC middleweight champions there haven't been too many over the years so we have to reevaluate him and see what he brought to the table however fleeting he, uh, his reign may be and I think it will be I don't think that he's got a long reign in him based on how we've seen him perform against other fighters based on what he brought to this fight even I don't think that's going to be you know suddenly a new dynasty has started in the UFC middleweight division I think there's a couple of guys I picked beating Whitaker being one of them If assuming that he isn't also shot I think Drikas Duplessis would probably have to beat in a Strickland 2. I just think he'd be too strong, too awkward in his own right, and uh, his grappling just impresses me more and more each time I see it. Um, I think Duplessis is, again, not a fighter who's destined for a great run at middleweight, but the way the division is now, I think we're going to go into a bit of a, I guess, a post Jones light heavyweight kind of run where. I think the belt's going to change hands a fair bit Eric Nixit will give Sean Strickland a fucking good chance of uh, making a defence or two Let's say if he fights Adesanya again he might, he, he might well win it again um, but you know maybe there's a couple other guys that he might be able to eat one out well over I don't really see I'm not changing my opinion on Strickland in the sense of I go oh yeah no he is good but he's good so I don't think he's all that good but we do have to reevaluate what he brings to the table and as I said earlier Quite a unique style for the for the division. Great gas tank. An insistent jabber. Yeah, so unique style. Um, He's awkward. He's really awkward. So he's, he's, as I say, somewhat of a unique stylist. I think that's probably the, the best thing I can say about him. It seems like I'm sort of like not wanting to give him any credit because I don't like the guy, but I'm just basing it on all the fights of his I've seen. I'm not watching this and going yeah Sean Strickland's an elite fighter but I'm saying Sean Strickland put forth a really good performance in a fight he was a rightly so a massive underdog in and performed in a way that far exceeded my expectations for how he could approach a fight with Israel Adesanya who himself despite having some stylistic deficiencies has fought a wide range of uh, stylists and more often than not has come out on top and has shown an ability not necessarily to adjust but to find certain ways to win so the fact sean strickland was able to find a way that was more than sufficient enough to make adesanya uncomfortable to make adesanya less than some of his own parts you have to give sean strickland credit and he is indeed the ufc middleweight champion wild as it is to say but i've said this podcast many times before that the division is just so top heavy and the prospects aren't coming through, etc., etc. Maybe this is what the division needs. Maybe we do need a bit of a carousel for a bit before a new contender emerges. Could it be comes at Chumaev, who's due to fight Paulo Costa? Could it be Druker's Duplessis? Could his size, strength, awkwardness, and sort of uh, bizarre composite of skills make him a fighter again? Like Strickland, you got to think. DDP had much the same. Uh, coming out party against Robert Whitaker, the Strickland's just out against Alessandra people didn't think he was going to win but through sheer awkwardness and leveraging his talents in a way that we didn't possibly perceive or some people did but the majority of us did not perceive before the fight he sprung the upset so I think Strickland versus Drickers Duplessis is the next one to do why not two weirdos two guys who are again not the easiest to root for you always try and separate the art from the artist but you're not going to say you know Oh, yeah, I really love these guys because they're not that easily likable and their styles aren't that easily likable either. But certainly, DDP is the more intriguing uh, fighter based on uh, what he brings to the table. But hey, Sean Strickland did it. You've only got to be great for one night to be great and be the, the, the champion of the world, and he's proven that. So, fair fucking play to him. I hope he gets his props. I'm sure people will just say, Oh, yeah, the son just shot now. I don't think we can say that with any certainty. Definitely think it's a theory that's worth discussing as I did myself uh, briefly but I think that's what's most interesting about this fight it's how could this have happened and there's a number of different uh, possibilities and I think that's what makes this somewhat interesting is that we've been prov- we've been presented with a big upset something we didn't see happening especially given the you know it was in Australia and Strickland was given the fight it's not like Strickland's really like, been on a tear or anything like that the last two fights against, against Abish Magomedov and, and Imovov, two fights I didn't really rate very highly, uh, Imovov more so. Uh, Magomedov looked like he might be intriguing from an offensive point of view. It wasn't long ago, they got banged out. That was, unlike Imovov, who at least we've seen a couple of times, the Magomedov one was very much like, we've got no one in this division. Let's just throw this in, this guy in a, a single swim fight. He might take Strickland out and give us something that we can sell. You know, because there's all the fetishists out there. Um, he was not ready, but he still showed something. And that made you think, well, you know, Strictly get pieced up at one point. So, with all that in mind, this fight happens and you just, it just raises more questions than it gives you answers, I suppose. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? At combat sports, we can have a fight. And as I said on the Patreon episode last week, Oh, there's a lot of fights to talk about this month, nothing I'm majorly excited about. Sometimes that's when you get something like this. Sean Strickland, bossing the fight against Israel Adesanya, has become the UFC middleweight champion. And a fighter who I saw someone say the other day, well, after he beats Strickland, hopefully Pereira will win the belt at light heavyweight and they'll do a third MMA fight just to try and put Adesanya in that top five calibre. Now, some nobody had said it I'd never come across it before but I thought I'm just going to block you straight away this idea that Alisson is top 5 I mean I think he's an all time great middleweight absolutely I've always said that what he doesn't have on Alisson Silva in terms of pound for pound achievements is Silva dusting off light heavyweights now you might say well those light heavyweights weren't all that great are light heavyweights today all that great yeah I'm below, is fucking awesome don't get me wrong but the light heavyweights today all that great? No, not really. Outside of Anderson moving up, and let's say Yuri Prohaska had, had actually not got injured and retained the belt, made a couple of defences. Outside of Adesanya going up and piecing him up and winning the belt, I don't think there's much he could have done at the weight that would have added so much more to his resume that Anderson Silva's wins prior to his middleweight run, um, either at middleweight or against Hayato Sakurai, and the wins at light heavyweight... Um, I don't think there's anything Alessandria could have done really to surpass him in the pound-for-pound rankings, but as an all-out middleweight, definitely think he was up there. Definitely think he's still one of the top 20 or 30 greatest MMA fighters of all time, but that perception of him and the potential for him to add to his greatness and the fact that people just saw the Strickland fight, I say people, myself included, the Strickland fight as a keep-busy title defence has only exacerbated our reaction to this fight. So, Isn't that what makes combat sports great, eh? So again, if you want to get more exclusive content, be sure to check out patreon.com slash combat chronicles. If you just want to stick with this feed, there's going to be more content coming your way as well, and I really appreciate your support. Best way you can support, if you don't want to sign up for the Patreon, just give this a five-star rating and review on your preferred podcast platform, because that makes the podcast more visible to others. And I'm sure if you've got like-minded friends, tell them about the pod, share on socials, etc, etc. But until the next episode, thanks for your support. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed this one. Ain't it fucking mad? Who would have thought? Sean Strickland, UFC middleweight champion.